This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. What I love about having Doug on the program is the excitement, the pure guys. Look what's happening moments with yep. and, and and today filling us in on Quebec just amazing because there's been so many years for so many people where well you know I, that that doesn't affect me right now well but it could and yeah in years to come maybe there's such a and, and again I understand for a lot of people you got to move on with life you want to do your things but we think is this some kind of snap our fingers or some kind of futuristic thing that I won't be here for when it comes to the fruition so I understand some of that but you know what folks that time for things coming to fruition is happening like you know science fiction if you want to think about it that way years ago is now that science fact we hear about there's so many things going on being tested but when you actually see and maybe it's not your eye condition that this can help but you see so many dedicated people, you hear about it, and that's got to be positive in some way for everyone. It always is. I think that there's a process to everything, and science can sometimes feel slow and feel tedious, and there's a lot of convincing of all kinds going on, whether it be money or support or uh, space or whatever it is, just moving on to the next step. Um, but we we see it. We see it, we're seeing it in our lifetime, which is, mm-hmm. I think, the most amazing part. And I think sometimes, as you said, it, it seems like it's moving painfully slow, but yet we still get those wow moments of, really? They can do that today? Wow, I didn't know that. And that's what's going on, and that is absolutely beautiful. Do check it out. Subscribe to the podcast if by chance you missed uh, Doug Earl's wonderful announcement today uh, regarding Lexterna. Uh, let's welcome Grant Hardy back to the program, reporter out in Vancouver for us. And Grant, today it's... What in the world you've got for us? What in the world? We're going to change things here to a bit of a quirky note, go through some odd uh, news headlines here. This is Grant's other personality, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, before he was on with very serious stuff. This is the alter (laughs) ego where he is coming in now. Good choice of words. And this is the laughing Grant to say, what in the world? Awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I find airports terrifying, and especially customs. I, re- I remember I, uh, you know, I was asked what I was declaring when I was coming back from the U.S., and and I very guiltily am like, well, I, I have a less than ten dollar bottle of wine that I bought in the states that I'm declaring. You that wine? And they're kind of like, um. Don't waste our time with this. Just go through. Well, yeah. <laughs> as we know, some people do try and smuggle things through the airport. But officials at German customs were stunned when an eight-inch snail they stumbled upon and believed to be a toy started moving. Oh Snails my goodness. are not exactly yeah, yeah. Snails are, are not exactly <laughs> <laughs> wow. They're not exactly the most subtle creatures in the world, so they were able to follow the fugitive's trail of slime until they found <laughs> the source, a <laughs> hole in a bag that had another snail peeking out, plotting its Ugh. own great escape. Upon searching the luggage, they discovered that not only were these two smuggled mollusks, uh, they were not alone. They were joined by six bags 
full oh of a my total God. of 93 gals. Quite the little uh, party. The snails wow. were also traveling with 62 pounds of fish and uh, smoked meat, as well as a briefcase full of raw meat. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> um, believe it or not, this actually has a happy ending because the customs people, although they said they have never uh, followed a trail of slime ever in history, <laughs> they actually diverted the snails and sent them to a local animal rescue group. That is incredible. <laughs> 96 of them following the trail of slime as it, you know, dripped along. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I find that uh, amazing when you think about And, of course, the question, why Why did the person, and this is the one thing, what in the world? Who knows why? That's why it's what in the world. The person would have even had all this. All the fish, too. Like, you would think they would just follow their nose, Rumya. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know what kind of smuggling this is. I really, uh, is it just because they're foreign? Like, what? Why? the intention behind this the smuggle of yeah that's a good question i think it was for a kind of a specialty uh food store but it turns out these snails are actually very uh damaging in the wild and can kill other native snails and other i was gonna say so yeah that's how it usually is right like we talked about um native and foreign species invasive species on gardening segments of the past and same thing. Somebody brings in one thing and then boom. It's a bad, oh. lifelong, generational disaster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you know, I feel like I wouldn't. Not only would I never smuggle anything through an airport, but I feel like even if I wouldn't be the most stealthy person in the world, I would probably realize like, okay, this is not the best because it's leaving a trail of slime. Well, and can you imagine um, them on the case? <laughs> They'd be on the case. And, Look at that. Follow that along. Where's it going? And that, and eight inches, like that almost be like a waterfall if it went down the stairs. It's like, oh, my goodness, there's enough slime here. You'd slip and break your neck. Wow. Crazy stuff. Um, I kind of didn't know whether this one fit into what in the world in the beginning. It's not so much funny or anything. It's just odd to me. Um. UK broadcasters battle monarchy over control of Queen's memorial footage. So British television channels are in a battle with the monarchy over who controls the historic record of Queen Elizabeth II's uh, commemoration after Buckingham Palace insisted broadcasters could only retain an hour of footage from all of the days that we've been commemorating her for future use. Uh, wow. They've been given until, yeah, <laughs> they've been uh. given until Monday to produce a 60 minute compilation of clips. They would like to keep from ceremonial events held across 10 days of mourning. The Royal, uh, uh, household has an opportunity to veto footage that they don't want kept, even if it's been shown to millions of viewers. Um, and, uh, that is all that they're going to be able to keep. So, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever done interviews with people where they've said, you know, is it possible for us to get like a copy of the, you know, the mm-hmm. raw like segment? And mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, but never have I heard like, okay, you guys need to go back through all of your archives and you need to delete all your segments with me, except for maybe an hour. 
And we'll let you pick, though, what is in that hour, but we will still give you a thumbs up or down on any of the clips that are in there. Um, I think this is where sometimes people get that attitude towards the Royals and feel like, how? Do, who else could do the, the The president and the prime minister don't get to tell me, look, uh, you know that press conference I did the other, way, the other day? I had some crumbs on my lip. I don't want you guys to air that stuff anymore. It never gets shown on your newscast. That doesn't happen. So I think this is no. one of those areas where how intrusive. The word veto has never been used in such universal form until this moment. And the thing is, too, it, it reminds me of um, when we used to create documentaries, similar to what you're saying, Grant, but having to, um, what does Stephen King call it? Like, kill your darlings, you know, just, mm-hmm. just having to turn, mm, yeah. take it all down to that 30 minutes. But this is what, hours and hours and days and days? And there's no, there's no reason, in my opinion, why would they ever whether no because they're not going to no there obviously there doesn't have to be and again when when they when you argue the point with it if you say okay what would be your reasons in making them do that obviously it's going to be well we don't want to lose control of where that footage goes later whether somebody mm. suddenly comes out with some whack, wacko documentary saying this and they've organized the footage in such a way mm. or there's some abuse of this and that that we didn't give credit to you know or permission for it to happen but my view is if you're using any of that footage that you've obtained permission for for a document that permission should go down the way the it, the permission to use whatever was said to them, whatever said interview or footage, they gave by participating. And there wasn't a blackout put out there, look, we don't want this part of the procession covered on TV or anything like that. So I just find that it just sends such an awful message in in that sense. And I I would love to see how they fight it, and they will. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to go back to this company and say, listen, I want to have a contract where if there's anything where I sort of misspoke, misspeak, or I'm not happy with it, um, you guys need to take that down. Uh, you don't have to worry about that <laughs> yeah. with AMI. They, they don't want to spend the money on storage or stuff like that, so I wouldn't even worry. <laughs> yeah, <about> it. <laughs> Any of that pick stuff. My battle's different. They'll, they'll say, you're right, Grant. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, we got time for one more? You bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S. health regulators actually had to warn the public about the dangers of a TikTok challenge that has teens cooking chicken with cold medication. The oh, so-called come on. <laughs> the so-called the sleepy, yeah, it's a sleepy chicken trend and involves Stop. cooking chicken breast marinating cold medication, uh, which contains acetaminophen as well as other. Uh, uh, over-the-counter substances, but boiling the medication can change the concentration and properties of the, the ingredients the FDA warns. So even if you don't eat the chicken, inhaling the medication's vapor while cooking it could cause high levels of the drugs to enter your body. Uh, and this is just one of the latest. I mean, we've talked about social media, voice assistance, the dangers of these like bizarre bizarre things that people are doing and falling for so hold up Um, real serious follow-up here people are cooking the chicken but not eating it like they said even if you don't eat it the the properties change and so inhaling the fumes but i'm assuming they're eating it anyway because that's why else are you calling it the sleepy chicken chicken's already asleep yeah i think it's anyway it's gone for a long nap (sighs) This is typical, very unfortunate. 
very unfortunate. The cold teen trend of sort of trying anything and everything we can. Honestly, I wish that we would just, um, I guess maybe remove some of the shame, about the stigma about opening up about like teenage issues and, and just mm. give people a platform to like, you know, go to their parents or, you know, instead of feeling like you're going to get in trouble, you know, have someone to go to other than your TikTok pals and be like, is this a good idea? And you would be told, as a matter of fact, this is not a good idea. Let's go to KFC instead. Yeah. And how these things become cool at all. Like I was, I'm still astonished when I think of the Tide Pod challenge and how people were ridiculously, but honestly eating Tide. Just what? You know, and then how these things become trends, like uh, not just one person trying it, but it just becomes this informed thing that many people of an age group are doing and trying together, filming themselves, putting it back on their sharing and it happens all over again is wild to me. It, it blows my mind when you think about it. Do some people really think if they survive it, if they don't get sick from it, they're a better person, a stronger person because Grant who did it, he got sick. Like it, it, you start wondering what is what is the ultimate goal in your mind of achieving? I can uh, do the challenge. Is it doing it or surviving it? I I don't. I think it's just doing it, or just having that on camera recording mm-hmm. where you're a like, okay, we we'll never do this again. Yeah. But here's my. Oh, how much can you do on TikTok? Is it like two minutes? Here's my two minutes of fame doing right. something that you have a record of me doing. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like this duality of not only misinformation, but also harmful information and harmful right? actions. And yeah. you, uh, what used to be, don't try this at home, is now, look what I've done. Are you going to try it too? And do I want to yeah. pretend that this stuff, because I'm sitting here listening to you talking about it. And again, the difference in the 1950s and stuff when people would do play games of chicken with cars. Um you know, they just didn't film them. <laughs> so right, no right. one knew you were out back on the old airport road, you know, gunning your car at somebody else's hot rod and just yeah. who's who's brave enough, how, who's going to turn away first and that wimp is, you know, or the old days of the shootouts, right? But that's a good question, Kels. That's a good perspective. Like in, in terms of, you know, if it wasn't for TikTok, does it mean that we wouldn't be doing these things? Like maybe, can you imagine Tide Pod Challenge becoming a thing even if we didn't have the social media uh, and access to and there sharing was. the way There we was do. all sorts of things you would hear about people doing, whether it was with Lysol or weird stuff like that in the right? 70s and 80s, lighting things ablaze or or whatever. Like what would you say? Um, hey, and my neighbor stuff. told me about the, this sleepy chicken thing. You want to try it? Is yeah. that what you would do instead? Yeah. Yeah, but well, you would. You would just go do it, and maybe you'd have friends around, a room full. And at that time, my audience of six versus the audience of 6,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point that I started this whole thing kind of dumping on TikTok and social media. But you're you're right, just thinking about different, like, you know, TV programs and stuff that I've yeah. watched, like, for sure back in, like, the 70s and stuff. And, like, this whole sort of, celebrity sleaze culture as as well you know oh gosh yeah culture people have have definitely had a platform for this sort of stuff so maybe it's just the problem is just bringing it to a more mainstream uh 
not even mainstream, a more common audience Well, and it's here. interesting you said the reality TV because that's almost like where you'd want to say the switch over, the, the changeover between that and now the means that all of us have to have our public platform, whether it's Twitter or, or anywhere you can make a video or just saying something that everybody's hanging on to my words. Grant, sorry, your, your time is up, so your TikTok uh, minutes stretched way out. <laughs> One of my personalities will be back with you next week. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate it, pal. All right. Cheers. (laughs) Enjoy. Grant Hardy joining us. And today, of course, it was what in the world that he brought to us. We'll be back to take a look at what's coming up tomorrow on our show and now with Dave Brown. And we've got some information for you. Programming notes. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.